Hello and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast and video series of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm Charles Kaufman, Senior Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Jeff Lee, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. Special thanks to our sponsors and advertisers. It's Friday, July 2nd, and in this episode, we'll be revisiting a story we ran on June 22nd about FedEx Express firming up options with Boeing to purchase 20 more 767-300 freighters for delivery between June 2023 and June 2025. Considering FedEx is already the world's largest operator of 767 freighters with, with more than 100 units in the fleet, I can't say that I was too surprised by the order itself. What about you, Jeff? Well, I will say that it was one of very few wide-body orders we've had in the past year and a half. So, it, you know, in that aspect, it's, it was a notable order, even if it wasn't surprising. FedEx took their 100th new build 767 from Boeing recently. So maybe not hugely surprising, but... We, it is interesting to think about the reasons behind this order. I mean, FedEx, we know that is replacing its MD-1030 freighters. They're getting rid of five between now and June 2022 and the remaining eight in the year after that. Um, and they also finished phasing out their MD-1010s recently. But when we look at their stat book, we see no other planned retirements uh, of, for example, A300s for the next five years at least. So, and of course, we we know how much things could change. Um, and if things do change, I think we might see what we saw last year, um, at the beginning of last year, when they parked some of their 757s, some of their A300s, and, MD-10s and MD-11s and so on. But even then, it's still quite a bit of growth, I think. Yeah, definitely. And of course, there are no uh, no, no signs of an express slowdown at, at the moment. But I, I agree with you that um, particularly with the, you know, with the A300s, which are, you know, for the most part paid for, you know, there's, there's some flexibility uh, to, to park and, and utilize those, those older aircraft to, to flex capacity, uh, if you will. Uh, so looking at their existing orders, outstanding orders before this 20 unit order, um, yeah, that'll, that'll take the fleet to the 767 fleet to uh, just over 150 units, if I'm not mistaken. But that's that's not even all. In recent quarters, FedEx has rarely discussed its purchase options with jet manufacturers and uh, has instead focused on on reporting what it counts as firm commitments. Uh, but in the June update uh, from FedEx, uh, we saw that as of June 24th, the company actually held options with Boeing to purchase up to 50 more 767 freighters and up to 23 777s. Um, so outside outside of their 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 firmed uh, their firm orders. So uh, that's uh, potentially even more more growth. And of course, we don't have the insight, as you mentioned, into um, retirement plans because for for many of the the other types in the fleet there there just isn't much guidance available at this time right although i guess we can say that it's likely the triple sevens will be replacing the md11s 
But uh, back to the 767, apart from FedEx, there really aren't many other operators in Boeing's backlog. No, that is uh, that's definitely true. I, I believe the last time I, I Boeing provided an update last month or, or so, UPS was was uh, one of the other two customers, and then that so UPS has uh, two seven six sevens remaining on on order, and then there's also a five unit order attributed to an uh, unidentified customer, uh, which we've reported in in CargoFax as a as an order linked to. China-based Central Longhao Airlines and its parent Hunan Civil Aviation and Investment Company, which uh, of course is is uh, the uh, stakeholder in in Cargolux, uh, based in Zhengzhou. Uh, so they're, they're the company is is certainly uh, involved in various um, all cargo and and aviation related projects around the world. Right. And what do we think of the uh, the prospects for for more seven six seven freighter orders? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, there, there's demand for the airframe, and then there is supply. Uh, so the 767 does share a production line with the KC-46 Pegasus tanker, and the the current rate of production for both variants is uh, three units per month. Um, so you know, that that is a significant number of, of um, aircraft based on the 767 platform between um, you know, now and, and moving forward. However, we do have to keep in mind that there are new emission standards uh, coming down from ICAO, which go into effect in 2028. Um, you know, however, Sean Newsom, Boeing's Director of Environmental Sustainability Strategy uh, and Global Enterprise Sustainability, uh, told us last month at Cargofax SAMIA um, you know that the new ICAO standards really aren't uh, an immediate concern because they don't apply to any in-service airplane or freighter conversion. So uh, these new standards really only affect new build production freighters from 2028 moving forward. Um, so anything in service prior to that time frame is is not going to be affected by the standard. Uh, but without further capacity increases, New orders would would likely be limited uh, were FedEx to exercise its options uh, for for those uh, 50 additional units. Uh, now it's worth noting that uh, a re-engined 767 freighter uh, could further extend production, and so that is that is a possibility. It's something that has been talked about in the past. But then again, the first passenger configured 767 was delivered in 1982, and even its successor on the the passenger side the 787 has already been in service for a decade so that's um seems like there there would be other replacement options on the horizon right and i guess with that 2028 deadline in mind maybe we'll even see more orders coming in um you know from operators trying to to you know, get their last uh, last call, as it were, last call in before the, um, that deadline so they can get these aircraft in service. But, um, you know, of course, at the same time, we also have companies snapping up passenger 767, both 200s and 300s, actually, left and right um, for freighter conversion. And these aircraft aren't affected by, the, by that new regulation either. So 
Um, and we've seen, of course, the usual suspects such as uh, cargo aircraft management, SF Airlines, YTO Airlines, Amazon, and, and a few others, um, you know, snapping up frames coming out of service. Uh, recently, we saw we're seeing many of the Air Canada 767s being taken up um, by these players, and we'll continue to, to see that, um, particularly as more 767s exit passenger service, I think. No, that is that is definitely true. The 767 conversions are not limited by the the ICAO, or they're not affected by the ICAO standards. The you know the total output will be restricted by uh, by feedstock, of course, because uh, we're we're not seeing any any new 767-300 passenger aircraft rolling off uh, Boeing's assembly line. Uh, so yeah, even and then of course we we do have A330 uh, P2F conversions starting to enter the picture, not on on the same scale at this point, but I, I think it, it's fair to say that uh, the 767 platform uh, continues to be a, a pillar of the global express fleet and really is, is set to remain uh, so until Boeing ends production uh, and transitions to a newer type or with the with the conversion uh, until feedstock is exhausted. Right, and that will be a f at least a few, <laughs> a few more years down the line. Um, so that bodes well for, for 767s. Thank you for tuning into this episode of CargoFacts Connect. For more multimedia content like this, check out cargofacts.com and search CargoFacts Connect on iTunes and Spotify. And happy 4th of July to you, Charles, and to everyone. Join us again next time. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs>